0: I received a piece of work from 91 in London this week, and the title of the piece was How Retirement Can Be Enjoyed, Not Endured. One of the co-authors of this piece is Ellie Clapton, who's a portfolio specialist at 91 in London. Now, Ellie, I've been covering the retirement industry for many, many years, both in South Africa and, of course, in London. It seems to me that it's got its own momentum and it's constantly reinventing itself. There's constantly new regulations, some good, some bad. But what that means is that there's been so many new products entering the market and although that's good in some ways at the same time retirees may be getting a bit confused would you concur with that
1: yes lindsay i, th- I think i think you're absolutely right to be honest so retirement outcomes have been a have become increasingly so a hot topic ever since we saw the pension freedoms come into place six years ago so exactly as you say investors approaching retirement now have significant freedom and choice. So not just because they can now access their pension pot at age 55 and effectively do what they want with it, but also because the number of solutions that they can choose from has increased by 25% over this period. And, And that level of choice can be quite overwhelming. And in addition to that, there are a lot of challenges to navigate. So you've got ultra low yielding annuities, longevity risk, inflation risk, volatility in markets, and also the changing relationships between assets um, also to navigate. And I think that last point is key.
0: Your second paragraph, right at the top of your piece, says the following, we believe today's environment favours decumulation strategies as part of a broader retirement solution. What do you mean by decumulation?
1: Yeah, so decumulation strategies are effectively a good way to delay the need to annuitise your um, pension pot while still withdrawing income. So effectively, it leaves you invested. And a decumulation strategy, if in our opinion, it's, it's doing what it should do, Enables you to withdraw uh, withdraw an income without significantly depleting your pension pot, and therefore, at the end of a period of time, say if you're ten or fifteen years into your retirement, you'll still have a pot there which you can either use to buy an annuity then, or you know, think about leaving it as a gift to a loved one. So, what you're
0: saying is that your goal is to get an income, a monthly income that gives you a a lifestyle, a living standard that you've been used to, but at the same time, it preserves your capital.
1: Exactly. Um, so I think maybe what might be a, a good point to to draw in here is we put together a checklist of three key elements that decumulation strategies um, should have, because we think there are a lot of a lot of strategies out there, a lot of solutions. As we said, there's a lot of choice for clients. But we think if we put together a checklist that decumulation strategies can can tick, then that will help investors know whether the solutions that they're using are are fit for purpose. And to loop this back into into the question that you've just asked, one of those points with it regards income. So so to us, there are three key elements, and they are one, income; two, growth; and three, volatility. And and firstly, with regards to income, it is important that the decumulation strategy. Uh, that the investor is using, is able to source and deliver a sustainable level of income that can last the duration of their retirement. And that we, w- we would estimate that to be around 30 years. Interestingly, since the freedoms came into play, 40% of retirees have withdrawn income at a rate of 8%. And based on the calculations, they risk running out of money before they're even halfway through their retirement. So whilst it is important that you, know, you enjoy your retirement, that you've worked so hard saving for... It's also very important to, to balance um, that income with the longevity of your retirement and also consider other factors such as inflation and investment returns.
0: And also longevity, of course, because you've mentioned the, the, the number of 30 years, but um, it's, get, it's going up. It's creeping up all the time, isn't it? So it's even more important that what you're talking about, these three core elements, are implemented.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And and actually talking to that point, maybe on l- longevity, and, and, I, and I mentioned it earlier, um, that one of the key challenges that retirees are facing is the changing relationships between assets. Now, if you break it down in retirement, most investors simply put want to receive income and they want to preserve their capital as much as possible. So essentially, they're looking for income and defence. And convention- conventional wisdom would have said that defensive fixed fixed income, so like developed market sovereign bonds, were best placed to deliver these outcomes. And, you know, we've seen that's exactly what lifestyling strategies do, you know, they de-risk as people get older. And that typically means moving money into bonds. But the low level of bond yields that we're seeing now, And also the possible inflation presents a really challenging outlook for fixed income, and it leaves them ill-equipped to provide sufficient income or to be able to provide defence when investors need it most, i.e. in periods where equity markets sell off. So if you're looking for longevity, our outlook for defensive fixed assets um, is... it, it, it. Means they're not very they're not, they're not viable. You can't rely on defensive assets alone um, in order to navigate your the longevity of your retirement successfully.
0: Yeah, your second core element of the three uh, says the following: use growth assets in order to avoid the pension pot running dry. Now, in the past, I think it was a very tempting for uh, retirees to sit down and say, right, we've got to preserve our capital, and I'm, I'm very happy in the money market or the fixed income market, and I don't want to go for growth assets because they too risky in fact i think the conventional wisdom has been turned on its head in recent years
1: yeah i think that's true actually um and i think what's important to to think about with growth assets allocating to to growth assets well as, as we've just discussed defensive fixed bonds aren't viable you know they, they can't do the job all on all on their own so you need a growth engine within your decumulation strategy and that doesn't mean you know requiring a growth engine that doesn't just mean ramping up your equity exposure, but actually, when you look beyond one asset is called, you know, you look beyond just whether it's a bond or whether it's an equity and instead think about how they behave. There are actually a variety of growth assets out there. You know, it can, can be high yield corporate debt, it can be emerging market debt, listed property, and also equities. And our return expectations for those assets are much greater than they are for defensive assets. And therefore, ensuring that you obviously still balance the risks, you still have an allocation to defensive assets, but having a balance between defensive and growth and having that growth engine leaves the accumulation strategies better placed to help investors meet their retirement outcomes
0: volatility in markets has been a part of your life for when everyone's life actually for over a year now but there are bouts of volatility and i can't see that changing over the years so you say for your third point focus on lower volatility to avoid the worst of market drawdowns how do you do that
1: So exactly. So this third point on the retirement checklist, I I would argue personally, is is, is the most important. Um, It is crucial, I think, that decumulation strategies actively manage volatility um, in order to mitigate sequencing risk. Now, sequencing risk is the risk that the order and timing of investment returns are unfavourable. And it can be catastrophic if it occurs early in the decumulation stage. And so for us, it's it's clear Um, That portfolio portfolio volatility in an income producing portfolio, such as a decumulation strategy, will act as a drain on portfolio performance, whilst lower volatility can actually generate returns in an income producing portfolio as it helps the portfolio to manage sequencing risk much more effectively. So the active management of volatility can act as the hidden alpha in decumulation strategies. But in terms of how you do that, well, A couple of a couple of options that that might come to mind automatically for some is you could increase cash or increase allocation to defensive assets such as developed market government bonds. But if you look at cash first, well, the rates on cash means that they are effectively wasting assets. So you're not actually going to be generating a real return, which doesn't help an investor meet their outcomes. And with regards to defensive assets, whilst we think they should be included within a decumulation strategy, you still need that growth engine and actually defensive assets you know such as developed market government bonds are increasingly unreliable because of the low low level of yields and the threat of things like inflation so instead we think managers will need to have alternative levers that enable them to not only just position proactively for the environment ahead, but also to be reactive when certain eventualities that you can't plan for uh, materialise and you need to be able to reduce risk quickly whilst maintaining exposure to the underlying securities that are, that are generating that all-important income.
0: Okay, we've been talking theoretically, but obviously uh, the theory has been put into practice by 91. Is that correct?
1: yeah um so I think you know linking it back i think I think it's important that you 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 look for managers that ticked all the boxes and and those managers that have walked the walk that have you know the long the long track record of generating income firstly but also preserving capital through the cycle and and that is what the ninety one diversified income fund has done, and we think we think it ticks all the boxes on the retirement checklist and so helps investors meet their retirement outcomes so the fund has delivered an attractive and consistent level of income since inception in 2012 and has done so whilst preserving the underlying capital through its active management of risk so i think walking the walk is really important because you know the last three big equity market sell-offs have all had different drivers and so the next one will also likely be be different so having a manager such as the team that run the 91 diversified income fund um, who have demonstrated their ability to navigate different environments and different market sell-offs, we think are best placed to reduce sequencing risk and deliver on those retirement outcomes. But I won't give it all away. We have a, <laughs> uh, we've just released a, a viewpoint titled, as, as you say, how retirement can be enjoyed, not endured. And we, we talk through in a little bit more detail there those three points on the retirement checklist and why we believe the 91 Diversified Income Fund ticks all the boxes.
0: Looking forward as markets become more and more volatile on a day-to-day basis and the world changes and we don't need to go into why the world is changing but it must be a difficult juggling act for you but your team I don't know you seem to be on, on top of it and with your years of experience I suppose I'm not saying you're ahead of the curve but certainly you seem to be on top of it.
1: I think we um I think we have a process that has both consistency um, and flexibility that actually, that enables you to meet those meet those outcomes. So the fund has three very clear objectives, but has a broad and flexible toolkit that has enabled us to consistently deliver on those objectives over the last eight or nine years. And as I say, through some very different markets. So we've had bond market. We, we've had years where. Both bonds and equities have increased in value like 2017, 2019. You've had years like 2018, where 90% of assets have declined in value. And across all of those different environments, um, we've managed to deliver a a positive total return.
0: Ellie, thank you so much for your time. That's Ellie Clapton, Portfolio Specialist at 91 in London.